Seattle, Seattle Mariners opening day payroll, $57 million. Cleveland Ooh. Guardians, $46.7 million. They are the Guardians, and that is Mag- still a trash nickname. Go ahead. Awful. Max Scherzer by himself for $43.3 million. $43 million. worth more than the whole franchise. Entire team, $40.2 million. Baltimore Orioles, $37 million. Well, I mean, the you joke trying there to, You're is... trying to tell me that I'm going to go play this dude. He get paid more than everybody? Nope. <laughs> nope. Mm-hmm. Well, the joke the joke there is, you said the Pittsburgh Pirates. Were they good? Oh, Ooh. no, 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 no. And the Orioles. <laughs> Not awful, but. Well, then get what you pay for. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Around the League edition of episode 34 of the Splashcast. I'm your co-host, Reggie. I'm your co-host, Norwood, and the third time is what they call a charm. Man, this this took us a solid five minutes. Not us, took me Thank a solid you. five minutes to get the introduction correct, ladies and gentlemen. So, ah, we're here. We made it. We made it. So, and not when you want it, <laughs> be there right on time. So and in the Around the League edition of our episodes, you know, we cover HBCU news around the culture, NFL news and notes, in college football news and notes, NBA news and notes, and splashes of the week. Uh, so first, we're going to start off with our favorite segment, our HBCU news around the culture. We have a lot to talk about in this episode in every segment. So y'all sit back, relax, and, and enjoy this episode the first day you, HBC- wait hold on well, we still splash cast <laughs> so you need to pour you up a good cold one because this one here's a ride baby oh yeah i forgot the beer y'all get you a beer mixed drink little shot you know glass of wine little wine cooler if you know you're feeling retro <laughs> Ooh, not the wine <laughs> bottles and jam uh, uh you know uh, you know you know you was in uh high school middle school used to sneak them wine coolers man the wine coolers the, the peach no Ooh. mike's hard lemonade oh uh, that was that was grown by the time them came out no i was in high school i know exactly i, I was no you're right they did come out of high school exactly down home bunch is my go-to oh no i was okay so then obviously i was drinking a little bit sooner because i was <laughs> I used to sneak them peach wine coolers, boy. But anyway, getting back to it, man. News around the culture. HBCU news. Got a lot of want to talk about. The Bayou Classic was this weekend. It was a thriller. My Southern Jaguars took the L as the kicker for Grambling made 
the game-winning field goal with two seconds left. It was back and forth. Grambling is a big win for them because they just fired their coach like two yep. games ago. Um, they had a lot of players injured. They actually ran the modern version of the wing T the entire game and did a lot of quarterback runs and won the game that way. How, how do you feel about that, Reggie? Eh, Southern's interim coach sucks. So we knew uh, this is a good thing for me. He is my version of Dan Mullen. Go ahead, get on out of there, brother. Oh, we I thought you was gonna say his his wife kisses wife kiss in people the mouth. in the mouth. Yeah, uh, no, I hope not. Or if she does, you know, kink is kink. But <laughs> oh boy, I'm gonna tell y'all, it's gonna be a pod. We starting out. <laughs> Let's get to it. What's going? Come but, on now. Um, Southern, Southern ended up losing. I think it was uh, they lost by two points. So. It was a, it was a thrilling game though. It was a thrilling week in black college football. Um, so now the SWAC, the last game that's left before the Celebration Bowl, is the SWAC championship game between Prairie View A and M and Jackson State. Jackson State is ten and one with their mm-hmm. only loss coming to South uh, Louisiana Monroe, who is also ten and one is in the Sun Belt. Uh, they went undefeated in the SWAC and. It has now come out that Deion Sanders has been named SWAC, Southwestern Athletic Conference Coach of the Year. I mean, what did you expect? Who else you thought they was going to give it to? I mean, you talk about a really quick turnaround. They went four and three in his first year because they played in the spring during yep. COVID and hit none of his transfer players and younger incoming freshman class were eligible. They came back this year and went 10 and one. And not only did they, oh, go ahead. The only thing about that is you gotta, you gotta keep doing that. Uh, yeah. Well, no, well, he don't, he could leave. He could leave. I, was say, I, was, I didn't want to say it. They hiring. They But Everywhere they hiring. Well, you said he's got to sustain the success. I mean, well, one big, one big cog in the wheel was Shadour Sanders, his son, the freshman starting quarterback who has been named the player of the year in the SWAC after amassing 2,900 yards passing and actually 3,000 yards passing. He was 30 yards off, 3,000 yards passing, 28 touchdowns and five interceptions. Touchdowns to interception ratio is nuts. Nuts. And he uh, had added a few rushing touchdowns as well. Uh, So shout out to Dion. Shout out to the whole uh, Sanders family and kudos to Jackson State, man. Kudos. As a matter of fact, I forgot. I didn't say this. Shadour is in the running for the FCS Jerry Rice Award given to the best HBCU uh, athlete in the nation. And shout out to Jackson State for making a power move. Mm-hmm. Nobody in a million years ago, what I thought three years ago, Dion and Jackson State had made any sense. Mm-hmm. He's coming to Jackson State, put them all the way back on the map, got people coming to, to Jackson, Mississippi every weekend. That's, Sellout, 66,000 yes. people. That is amazing. I, I and I, I know y'all hate it. Well, I don't care if y'all hate it. This is the Deion Sanders segment until somebody else beat the man. And Jackson State, congratulations for having that level of foresight. That was a that was a hell of a power move. And I want to highlight when HBCUs make excellent moves like that one. And this was one for the ages. Somebody deserves a raise over there. And I know somebody got one too. Somebody was like, hey, I was the one who called Dion now. <laughs> Yeah, and, and more and more schools are going to follow suit. So shout out to Jackson State. 
Uh, as I said before, they are in the SWAC championship against Prairie View AM. Who is it? Who is it? A power school in their own right. So Jackson State has the number one defense in the SWAC. Prairie View has like is a top two offense in the SWAC. So uh, they'll end up playing each other. So it should be a great game this weekend, which this whole entire weekend is crazy. So the winner will take on South Carolina State, the winner of the MEAC in um, the Celebration Bowl. We know where this game will be televised. Uh, ESPN. I mean, oh. ESPN. Um, moving on, man. Speaking of uh, the SWAC, FAMU, the runner-up in the SWAC, uh was still good enough to make it and be considered to make it to the fcf playoffs uh so even though they didn't win the swag they went to the playoffs and they ended up playing uh getting eliminated but that wasn't really the news the news was that jackson state and other swag schools uh showed their support via social media for fam you and saying it's bigger than football so again kudos to swag schools yeah let's we can talk all the trash we want to, and it's going to be trash talk because we attended the greatest HBCU in all the land, Hampton University. But outside of that, we still support everybody, want to see everybody do well and continue to uplift the Black community. 100%, man. We can make fun of them. You can't. If you need, it, as much as y'all want to say we bougie and all that, saying we went to HBCUs, hey, it's a, it, is a, it is a culture and a society that you chose not to be a part of if you didn't go. So you don't get to say anything. Uh, moving on, moving on. Sit this one out, big dog. <laughs> I, I want to ask you a question. Uh oh. So, the SWAC championship is this weekend. Correct. The reason the SWAC championship is this weekend and isn't like last weekend or weekend before last is because the Bayou Classic is always played on the Saturday after Thanksgiving. So, by that happening, the winner of the SWAC will always miss out on the FCS playoffs. And so it almost bodes well to come in and have a really good season and then not make the championship game to get more exposure, to get more exposure. Now, I didn't get a chance to look up if HBCU schools are being paid, but there were some articles that went around that said HBCU schools weren't getting paid to be on ESPN, which would be a travesty if that really happened. Um, But should, should the SWAC look at, breaking tradition and changing the uh changing the uh bayou classics and changing the schedule around so that they can play and participate in the hb in the playoffs and probably because if they could do that i guarantee you they would have famu and jackson state and possibly prairie view make it to the playoffs one of the good things and one of our pitfalls of hbcus is they're steeped in tradition so -hmm. you have people typically from a generational or, you know, one generation, or maybe two generations who are making the decisions on things that are happening right now. I think that we, I want, walk and chew bubble gum is what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. I want to find a way where we can do both things at the same time. Uh, I, I think that there has to be more formulated uh, and intentional strategic planning of how HBCUs exist and how they run their program because our program is so individual than everybody else. Um, So when it comes to like the SWAC championship, but the playoffs, we need to put ourselves in a position where we can still have our championship and still have teams that are good enough to go to, to the playoffs because what you really don't want to happen is have a team that's really good and can win the championship, not compete because you have, 
well, not compete in the playoffs because you have to go to the SWAC championship. You should be able to do both. You practice all damn season. You play hard as hell. You give them everything you got and more. And then you have to make a decision between do we go to the SWAC championship or do I compete in the playoffs and see if I can win the whole thing? I want to do both. That's what I practice for. I practice to do both. And that's the so reason. then what so so then what do you do with the celebration bowl? Yeah, because the celebration to, bowl, you don't play in the celebration bowl either. I think there has to I don't okay, I hate to say it when there has to be something. I think that there should be a way where we can schedule all of these things and stagger them. And yeah, it's gonna take some thought. But that's that's the reason my biggest thing has always been. I think that there should be a black college tour that happens every year, and you schedule your homecomings so that they don't overlap. So that you know all of us who, because it's not like we all love our our own alma mater, but at the same time we want to go out and support and experience the rest of these HBCUs because that's because it's, it's excellent culture. God bless you. So for me. I always want to have that opportunity. And I never understood why we wouldn't ever all get together. Swag, MEAC, SIAA, uh, SIAC, well, uh, it's It's hard. Yes, get together, but it'd be really hard to all play each other because of the school size. You still yeah. got to have tears. But when it comes to the Celebration Bowl, I guess I didn't think that through. You can still, they can still pick who they want to pick. Now, the Celebration Bowl could probably pick who they want to pick to play. Yeah, for the teams that did make it to the playoffs, yeah. maybe second best team or whatever, and do something like that. It's it's just got to be a more concerted effort, especially as teams like us who, who left and went to the Big South. So Hampton left and went to the Big South. A and T left and went to the Big South. So as you're losing these teams, you have to do something because as much as Hampton is in the Big South, I think the Hampton would like to return to the MEAC but I think that it, it would like to return to the MEAC or, or at some historically black conference with the opportunity and the visibility for us to continue to make money thrive and, and get bigger and better recruits. We, yeah. we got to learn how to do both parts. And I, if there's anybody who can do it, it's us. We just got to get together and we have to, you know, sometimes I feel like we feel like, Hey, we're on our own. island, we're going to do our own thing, but we, we need to come together. And I think this is the time to do it. All right, man. I agree. I agree. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the end of our HBCU segment of uh, the Around the League edition of episode 34 of the Splashcast. Y'all stay tuned as we get into some news around some NFL, uh, NFL news and notes, as well as college football news and notes. We got a whole lot of stuff to talk about when it comes to football. Where is old boy from Alabama A&M that was talking crazy uh, about Dion and now? Le church, le mouse. <laughs> where, where him at? <laughs> Cat got his tongue. Boy. <laughs> Cat got his scooter. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to our football news and notes, where we talk about news around the NFL and college football of around the league uh, segment of episode 34 of the splash cast man norwood we have a lot to talk about man it was a crazy week in the nfl this week man it started off with adrian peterson getting waived uh matthew judon who does not like mac and cheese for some reason excuse me say what 
he does not like mac and cheese. He said it's just cheese and noodles. It's not good, which means he didn't have real baked mac and cheese. He had Boston mac and cheese. So, pasta, what do you think? (laughs) That means he don't like pasta either. That's uh, uh, by default. I'm assuming that's what that means. This is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard in my life. Right at Thanksgiving, he said that. That's fine, though. He eat uh, potato salad with raisins in it and walnuts. So and apples. <laughs> good luck, guys. Speed, my friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But other than that, man, and then we finally got to, <laughs> we got to the to the to the weekend. Man, first up, the game of the week was, of course, the Packers versus the Rams. The Rams are trying to buy a championship, and the Packers Always. have. And the Packers trying to buy a championship. The Packers have Aaron Rodgers. The Rams have signed OBJ, who, after his release from the uh, Browns, was considering joining the Packers versus joining L.A. And uh, the Packers put it on the Rams, <laughs> to say the least. Okay, so, but don't forget, they also signed Vaughn Miller. They just got Jalen Ramsey not that long ago. This is a team of perpetual free agents who are always in a let's win right now uh, position every year. Mm-hmm. And they got dogged. Walked. Really dogged. <laughs> and I'm going to have to go back to this. And of course, this is nowhere on here. But of course, as a Florida fan and a person who's never really thought that Matt Stafford was that good. 13 years of potential. And nothing, nothing in return. And I was actually concerned this year because I was like, you know what? This may be his year. I'm already dealing with Georgia's defense looking like the Monstars. And I'm like, all right, maybe my life would just be set on fire this year. And I and I just struggled through my entire existence. Well, right on time, Matt Stafford going to let me down just like I needed him to. Shout out to him showing who he really is and being him. Um, so He's throwing a pick six in three straight games. And it should have had three pick sixes this game. They dropped and I, two. And I and I think they said the only per, the person who had the longer streak than him was Matt Shaw when he was playing for the Texans. Wasn't on us. That's what I'm happy about. Was not a Falcons thing. Uh, but yeah, Matt Stafford. Rams Rams looking like some pyrite. Matt 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 Stafford is Matt Stafford in and and all of y'all somewhere. Jared Goff was like, well, Told y'all could have got me to do this. Y'all would have sent me to Detroit. I gotta lose every game now by a hundred. I could have, I could have probably won these games, and he won with with all, with all these people that they have. Yeah, yeah. And then there's always the game within the game, right? So Devontae Adams was recruiting OBJ to come to the Packers because he felt that that would have put them over the top. OBJ decides to go to LA in part because LA agreed to pay him in Bitcoin, and uh now Devonte uh told him yo obj was like yo i need to get a jersey after we're trying to do the jersey swap Devonte said nah you wanted to go team up with cooper cup you do a jersey swap with that dude the smoke where there's smoke there's fire so i mean you're right let's be real cooper cup stats are impressive do I really think that Cooper Cup is that good? Uh, maybe not. 
also it's it's more <laughs> el- <laughs> you know all you want to let's stop let's stop right there let's stop right there in the spirit of the season man in the spirit of the season let's stop right there ho 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 you said cooper cup is not that good no why no. i feel I, why is he not that good let's pull up this i'm gonna pull up the stats why because i tell me why he's not that good why you think he's not that good because he w- okay you already said you already said his you already said his his quarterback is ass so it can't no, no, be no 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 i didn't say Matt Stafford was ass i just no, said no, he, okay. he'll eventually <laughs> let you down <laughs> he gonna let you down i mean he's a georgia player is is born and bred in today's souls at the most very most important point in their life they will let you down and this is no different Cooper so, Cup leads the NFL in receptions with 92, leads the NFL in receiving yards with 1,200, leads the NFL in touchdowns with 10, leads the NFL in 18-plus with 18-plus 20-yard receptions, leads the NFL with 5-plus 40-yards receptions, leads the NFL in catch rate at 65%. Do you want what DeAndre, are you talking about? Do you want DeAndre Hopkins or do you want Cooper Cup? According to these stats, I take Cooper Cup right now. No, 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 no. You got a whole you 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 small. No, you small. No, 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 so no, how no. can so, you can compare somebody that's not that good to arguably the best receiver in football? That's a fantastic question, question Reggie. So what we have is DeAndre Hopkins, who I will consider the standard. So yes, if I if if you're going to say that Cooper Cup is the standard, if you're going to say Cooper Cup is the best, then no, I'm going to give you examples of guys who I think that I think that are substantially better than Cooper Cup, but just don't play with the same level of quarterback or same level of play caller. And I'm going to give you a few guys that I know for sure as hell well are better than Cooper Cup. Number one, Devontae Adams, easy money. Number two, Stephon Diggs. Number three, DeAndre Hopkins. I would say A.J. Brown, but he's hurt. Michael so you Thomas say hurt. So you want to say anybody else? So Cooper Cup is the fourth best receiver in the league, and you just said he's not that good? I'll let you walk yourself down this path, brother. Okay, I think that there are guys who are better than him. So now you're changing your who argument. Well, is okay, he well, that good or not? You just said Cooper Cup healthy. is not that good. He's healthy. Are you, t- you, keep, you keep jumping away from the question, is Cooper Cup good or not? He's he's good. He's good. Is, is he a top fiver to me? No. Is he top so he's good. seven? So he's good. Yeah, so he's good. yeah good you enough. just said you just said top seven, top five. You just only named three. Yes. You just you just okay. Said no, he's no, 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 no. He, he, hear me when I say this. Devontae Adams, number one. Stefan Diggs, so number gonna, two. No recount. We about to recount. Hopkins, number three. I think the AJ Brown and Julio Jones are better than him. They're just both hurt. Smoking dope. Julio Jones is not better than him anymore. Julio Jones hamstring that fell off his body. I respect three years in a row. I I respectfully digress. This man said, Go ahead. Do you want to compare the last three? Who who has the better quarterback? 
Group of Cub. It's Tanner Scammer Hill. <laughs> so, it's so, sorry as so, hell. So, <laughs> you want to look up quarterback? No, nah, never mind. We'll do that because we yeah. we 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 we'll, we'll go we won't go into the war. Yeah, now I, I, hey, now there are not many things that I'll jump down. The wide receiver rabbit hole is one I'm committed to. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Well, you hit the wall by saying Cooper Cup isn't that good, but like you said, we'll just move on. We'll let we'll let the public oh, decide. And we hey hey even... public that are list all our listeners and viewers, you let us know in the comments if Norwood is tripping about saying Cooper Cup is not that good. I still I still want really probably Jamar Chase. And if Michael Thomas is healthy, I want him. Jamar Chase. Michael Thomas, who has not played in two years. Michael Thomas and Jamar Chase, who's a what, rookie. What, wait, wait, wait. Jamar <sighs> Chase, what quarterback he got? Joe Burrow. Or Joe Burrow or Matt Stafford? Today. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Wow. I didn't expect that. Why? Because Matt Stafford with the Georgia? Look, Matt Stafford, anytime you have two defeated seasons, a lot of that shit come on. If you going to be the quarterback when you good and all the quarterbacks great, you got to own it when you 0 for 16 two years and two out of three years and one in 15 and all of that shit. You got to own it too. I take Joe Burrow right now. He's younger, has better stats, doesn't have a stronger arm, but it is what it is. Okay. Joe, Burrow, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow could do what Matt Stafford is doing in L.A. Oh yeah, you're right. Joe, Joe Burrow be down there tearing <laughs> shit up, boy. So yeah, so we 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 jumped down here, man, and we're 11 minutes in, and we've got like 45 minutes worth of stuff to talk about. Yeah. So, uh, the Packers look like the best team in the NFC right now, and in the AFC, we already talked about how the Titans cut. Adrian Peterson, because they're trying to fill the hole or fill the void left by uh, Derrick Henry being hurt. And well, well, there, what did there, I wait, wait, wait? What did what did I say in the in the prelude last of last thing? I said, are the Patriots that good? They are now the number one team in the AFC, and it's oh, not man. even Mac Jones. That's the thing. It's not even Bill Belichick has that defense playing out of this world. Jalen Mills. Seventh-round draft pick who got cut by everybody is, like, has, like, is top five in the league in interceptions. They are playing, and they lost Stephon Gilmore, and, Matt, and but they got Matthew Judon, who doesn't like mac and cheese. But they out cheese. there playing out of this world. Okay, so let's talk about teams that have mediocre schedules. They started out with Miami. Good team, bad team. Bad team. Oh, Miami, bad team. Jets, good team, bad team. Bad team. New Orleans, good team, bad team. Good team. You said the Saints. What's what's the Saints record, Reggie? Six and five, five and five, six and five, five and five. At best, mid. <laughs> five and six. Oh, yeah, never mind. Trash. Bad team. Bad team. Then they played Tampa. First good team. Houston, good team, bad team. Bad team. Okay. Dallas. Good team. Ish. Okay. They're good ish. They are, I mean, like, let's be real. They're good ish. They could okay. be good, but if they if you bad, they'll play bad. Nah, I, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh play the Jets again. Good team, bad team. Bad team. They're in the division. It is what it is. Chargers, good team, bad team. Good team. 
barely six and five. Six and five. Carolina, good team, bad, bad team. team. Bad team. Cleveland, good team, bad team. If you say Chargers are good, you got to say Cleveland's good. Six and six, mid. Okay. You can only play who's in front of you, dog. They are eight and four. And, and, and did, there's did they, okay, wait, wait, wait. Let the, me finish. Name, wait, let me finish. No, you didn't. Name the team better than them. Yeah, wait, what I say. No, well, it ain't no, nothing just, like when somebody I say, just, let me I finish. Just, no, you good, big dog. You well, good, well, No, I mean, because we got 45 more minutes of stuff to talk about. But yes, but the other two teams that play Atlanta, bad team, Tennessee with no AJ Brown, no Julio Jones, and no Derrick Henry. That's a bad team. You beat out of all of these teams, you beat one good team, two mid at best teams. Everybody else is bad. You're not fooling me into believing that you're good, but what we're going to do is oh, and their schedule is even. Only team they play left is they play Buffalo twice, which we don't know if Buffalo is good or bad. And they're going to play the Colts. And then they play Jacksonville and Miami. Dog, this is a terrible schedule. Oh, but, hey, that schedule is fake. You're going to have to play in the playoffs. We're going to see. And, and I'll tell you right now, if you believe they're good, you believe in Bill Belichick, let's bet. We can bet Bruce. We can bet Bucks. What, I'm they down. win a playoff game? Yes. What's the standings? What's the conference standings? Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, we're here now. I mean – so right now, at no, I'm sorry, the second in the AFC behind Baltimore. Right now, if we were to start one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, they would have to play Denver at six and five. I think that that would be a very good game. Not in New England. Why? What's the difference? So you want to make that bet? Because even if there's movement, yes. they would have to play Denver, Las Vegas, or the LA Chargers. Yes. Now Cleveland, Indianapolis, or Pittsburgh. Like none of those teams are better than them. You don't think Indianapolis is better than no? Oh, okay. This is what I'm gonna say. We're gonna earmark that. We're gonna come back, and I'm gonna take all of those teams with points. To beat, you gonna take all those teams to beat the Pats? With points, yes. They won't and yeah. I can't believe I'm arguing on I'm we're gonna move on because I'm arguing for the Pats. But anyway, moving on, man. God, um, the, I think the Pats are good, are that good, and I think they have a chance because of the schedule, because they'll get home field advantage, because they have an outstanding defensive coordinator, because they have an innovative offensive coordinator. They have a chance to sneak around into the playoffs and get to the AFC Championship game. And at that point, how, are you really gonna bet against Bill? Like, uh, I mean, it is what it is. But anyway, speaking of the number one team, chance, in the AFC, you'd be better off getting a chance to rap and getting a chance to win a Super Bowl. Okay. Uh, the number one team in the AFC is the Ravens. The Ravens, despite Lamar Jackson possibly playing his worst game of his career, throwing four interceptions, three in the first half, I believe, stole one against the Browns because the Browns clowns, just the clowns. We Baker Mayfield clowns. ain't it. He's hurt. He's hurt. He's struggling. He's overcompensating. And they are not committed to the run like they should be. So my thing is looking good. I'm thrilled about this because the Browns have to pay Baker. And we all have, and I'm Baker Mayfield. You want to get another quarterback? Well, they'll pay Baker. They'll just probably pay him like a one or two. No, they're not going to get another quarterback, but 
Go ahead. Okay, you're, that's my thing. They're forced into paying a guy who is mid at best. Mm-hmm. And you're perpetually stuck in this cycle, but he's the best of the, he's the best that you've ever had. So you got to take it and, and go with it. But in, in, in harsh reality is he ain't good. And I like Baker, but he ain't good. And they stuck. They stuck in Kareem Hunt's dad. What is it without about parents calling out? Is it and it both was on Baker Mayfield? OBJ's dad was calling out uh, Baker Mayfield, and now Kareem Hunt's dad is calling out Baker Mayfield for trying to play and do too much while he's hurt. It's it's getting ugly out there in Cleveland. This is what happens when all these kids play AAU sports and their parents are able to do whatever they want to. When your kid doesn't get what he or she believes that they deserve, they put a spotlight and do it on social media. I think that's super weak. Um, and even though I don't think the Baker is playing that good, I also think that it's very disrespectful for these kids' parents to be pointing out the shortcomings of their kids' coworkers. Yeah, I mean it is that's 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 ugly. That's ugly, but and shout out to Baker for not being a sucker about it. Like I, I probably would have said something. Second time, first one, I'm gonna let you slide. Kareem Hunt, hey bro, come on. And then you get in trouble too. I might say something slick. I'm not. I I have my moments. Mm, yeah, but Baker, you got to be the face of the franchise, so he can't. He can't really do that. But um, he's the face of the Browns, and they they look like Baker. <laughs> Mid. So uh, <laughs> so. Uh, but in other news around the NFL, man, the Bills who were talking about, they actually lost their best cornerback at Tredavious White. The injuries are mounting up in the NFL. Tredavious White is out with its ACL. Dalvin Cook for the uh, Vikings dislocated uh, his shoulder and again. tore his labrum again. He's, he's so good when he plays, but he can never play. Him and another guy who we'll get to in a second, Christian McCaffrey, it's like – Let's get to him. him. I mean, two running backs. Yeah, I, oh, yeah. I should have moved that up. Yeah, Christian and, McCaffrey out. And they both can catch the ball and run the ball, do a very good job, but can't stay on the field. But know? their usage is high. Their usage is high. So that's it's it's difficult. And there's two other players that who are all of these players that are used in that vein to run and catch, like Debo Samuel out for two weeks with a growing minimum. He'll be reevaluated. What does that mean to us? Two weeks, weeks plus reevaluation is four weeks. Four weeks. So anytime I mean, they tell you reevaluate, you're not coming back on week two, big dog. Nope. There's another person that does it too that got hurt on Thanksgiving against the Bears. Uh was DeAndre Swift, who leads yep. running backs and receiving. He hurt his shoulder. Didn't so you have it. yep. So you have all of these backs that are used that are good outside of the backfield, uh, and good in the backfield getting hurt because of the usage. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. So and don't forget about Derrick Henry. It what this should tell teams and it won't because they're stupid is that you can't just mm-hmm. abuse these guys. You need two you, backs. You you three or four. You see what 49ers do. 49ers just get like four or five guys and like, hey man, y'all gonna run hard. All right, well I just hand the ball to whoever's back there and we'll put Trent Williams in front of you, the best blocker in the NFL, and we'll yep. figure it out. But yep. we're not – you got to have – I say at minimum two should really have three in a specialist. Yeah, you got to. You got to. So, And that's that gets into how 
college football, NFL football, and pro sports will always follow college football in terms of scheme, schematic, and innovation. Um, so let's go ahead. Now, just my time. I told y'all in the past that we saw a movie, and then this movie had a sequel, and the sequel sucked. It went straight to VHS, and nobody needed to see it. You know what that movie was? Cam, a.k.a. Scam Newton. <laughs> well, all that pomp and circumstance, I'm back, I'm back, all of that yelling for a couple touchdowns. Now you back where? Back on the damn bench. Sorry as hell, <laughs> son. You did all that talking. And they, they benched you. They got and I, destroyed. And I never thought that there was a way where Carolina could look any stupider than I believe that they were when they signed him for the second time. But I never in a million years, I thought that he would at least play well enough where he would make it difficult on them and they would have to maybe sign him again, which I was kind of hoping for, kind of like the same thing with Baker. But he stunk it up so bad, they benched him game two. They got beat 33-10 to 10 by the Dolphins. The Fins. That's not good, man. So that, that Pan- That's a hell of a way to put it, Reggie. <laughs> the Panthers. The Panthers, I don't, I don't know what they're doing. All I know is, hey man, Falcons looking like the Patriots out there, just winning by default. So uh, the Cowboys, another team that on Thanksgiving Day they just, did, they, I don't know what to think of them. Like they ended up playing against and were oh. upset by the Las Vegas Raiders, and you don't know they what to think of them. Did you just tell me they was good? And this is the wonderful thing about the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Hit that 15-second button about 10 times. He was just telling me the Cowboys were a good team less than five minutes ago. Tell me yeah, more no. about it. I don't, yeah, I do. I think they're a good team. I, they don't perform to where they're supposed to. Case in point, against the Raiders. They got – they got – I don't I, – I have no words for how they got beat. I mean, they just got beat. Like, they just got, the Raiders just came in and beat them. And, oh, no, I know how they got beat. Mike McCarthy, you are a terrible coach. And to have 28 penalties and number 30, uh, Brown with four INTs. I mean, four, uh, I'm not INTs. That would be a good thing. Four PIs. I got the wrong consonants. Four he, PIs. <laughs> he was on the internet getting stomped out. Roasted, and they, died, fried, burnt, and thrown to the side. I, and and the, the slow motion part is the worst part. And you could just tell he was bailing on defense. He's like, mm-hmm. I have no you when you see a corner get whooped like that, you've taken his soul. He's not even at the point where he's turning around to defend the ball. He's just literally grabbing you and say, Hey, I'll take the penalty before I take the touchdown. And 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 he was talking shit in the first oh. quarter. Oh, I'm I'm gonna eat. <laughs> eat where? <laughs> eat at home after the game. Get eaten alive, boy. Whatever. They got I, destroyed him, man. I, there, there's a there's a book, and the book say pride cometh before fall. Boy, and the fall is swift. <laughs> God, I didn't even last a half. Man. <laughs> oh man, but um, so the NFL's crazy. There's a lot of parity. It's it's wide open, AFC and NFC. I think the NFC is way more wide open in terms of being able to who's, I mean, is is a little bit more top heavy. I'm sorry than the AFC. 
the AFC is wide open. The NFC is a little bit more top heavy. You have um, really two teams and everybody else. Yeah, so you got the Packers, you got the Bucks, and everybody else. Yeah. Nobody else matters. The Cardinals are hurt. Nobody believes in the. No, NFC. you just said the Cowboys is good. I'm gonna hold you to that. We gonna that's gonna be a running theme. That's fine. Cow- I, that's fine. That's fine. We the um, boys. I didn't say that. But moving on, moving on to college football. Whole lot of movement, dog. Somebody just dropped a bomb in college football, and everybody got fired, everybody quit, and everybody went to a different team in 27 hours. Everybody got contract extensions. I mean, the coaching carousel was fully running and operational this weekend. James Franklin. Oh, go ahead. We'll get to Florida. We'll get to Florida. We'll get to your disappointment. I don't. I think it's a good hire. But James Franklin, uh, brother coach, got to talk about him first. Last week we talked about Mel Tucker in Michigan State, how they locked him up for 10 years. James Franklin, 10-year extension as well. Shout out to uh, Happy Valley. Hopefully he can get them to back to challenging Ohio State and Michigan as well as Michigan State can do that too. I do like more black head coaches. Excellent. Mm-hmm. I also hate the 10-year deal. In baseball, just like I hated in, I hated in college football, way worse. I think it's the poison pill every time, because that takes your expectation from here, and you already know being a black coach, you're on the shortest of leashes. At leash Penn anyway. State, it was the Big Ten. Now I you, mean, now ain't, that ain't many in there. Now you all the way up here, and and, and you're not competing with Ohio State. You're not. Uh, I mean, they beat them a couple years ago. When has Penn State won its last national championship? Um, uh, the year before Georgia, the year after Georgia. <laughs> you guys are linked <laughs> forever. I think Georgia beat Penn State the last time they made it to it. I think it might have been the year before Georgia. Uh, they beat, no, it was at 88, I want to say, or 85 or something like that, because they beat Miami. That's like almost leather helmet football. It's like right after. That is, come on, man. That's that's the first U. That's the first U. When Warren Sapp and all of them. That's when they got beat by, um, or before Warren Sapp. Uh, that's when they got beat in the 80s against Penn State. They got upset. Exactly. But yeah. Bernie I, Kosar I, threw like five interceptions or something crazy. Like I don't, that. I like that black coaches get paid and they get paid a ton of money. I just, these 10 year contracts, I, I hate them. I hate them across the board. In any sport, yeah, too much pressure. Yeah, um, and then as we said earlier, we were, the next topic was LSU, who's rumored to go to LSU, Bill O'Brien from Alabama or Brian Kelly from Notre Dame. But it just got announced that Brian Kelly from Notre Dame is going to LSU. Talk about a splash hire! What you think about that, man? Brian Kelly with all that talent to recruit and all that money. What did he do for Notre Dame? Uh, made them relevant again. What national championship did they win? Oh, come on, man. They've been to more college football playoffs than most teams. You want to know why? Because they have preseason top five every year. <laughs> and they don't play a conference championship? No, man. I don't – I have never respected nor believed in Notre Dame. I, I still won't, never will. And I think that Brian Kelly is a, is a hire that will be in there and out of there in three or less years. They're going to be disappointed in that hire because I don't think he's really that good of a coach. 
here today, gone tomorrow. Be safe, my friend. He's a hell of a recruiter, man. They they are going to be. I, it's an interesting hire. I think it's a feast or famine hire. You say they're gonna. There's gonna be famine. Well, you're gonna be hungry. I see that there's with the fertile recruiting grounds that they have out there at LSU. He'd have to put a he'd have to put a fence around a 200 mile fence around the border of Ellis of Louisiana. He'd have to get basically all of East Texas, all of West Mississippi, all of he'd have to, to get he had to keep all the Louisiana talent there. If he can do that, which is what Nick Saban did when he came to LSU, he you could Nick then, Saban. Brian Kelly. I know he could bring them back to prominence, but you're right. He ain't going to have five, 10, eight. We guarantee you he didn't sign a 10 year deal. LSU is known for getting you up out of there. Three week deal. Hey, bro. <laughs> and then test this out. 93 hours. AOL, baby. And then in more SEC news, more coaching carousel. So we talked about Dion in the HBCU segment, how they went 10 and one. They ended up, their only loss came to University of Louis, uh, Louisiana Monroe. The coach of Louisiana Monroe, who went 10 and one and is going probably going to win the Sun Belt this weekend. Yeah, my Bill, son. All right now. Billy Napier is the new coach. Y'all see me crying tears <laughs> of pain. It's because we the only person winning the bargain bin and got a coach. Everybody else got somebody with some type of name, some type of cachet, and we got university of I don't I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. And I'm gonna say a name that you don't like, but you are you don't like him because of the way he exited. But he was a good coach when he was there. Urban Meyer came from a small school as well. What tell me what small school Urban Meyer came from? Fresno State. Try again. Where did he come from? Utah. Oh, Utah. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry, not Fresno State. Utah. Utah wasn't in the Pac-12, then they was in the whack. Still Utah. The whack. Utah. Whack. Utah has now it is Utah. But Utah ha, ha, is known for good athletes, and he they, made them known for good athletes. No, good before. Who, yes, they, who, who came out of Utah before Urban Meyer got there? I can't remember now. I me. know you can't but, remember. But Urban Meyer is responsible for Utah being good. It's the same thing. You get Billy Napier, who actually has college experience, Man, the Power me. Five. Send me Billy Donovan I, before you, you are, send me Billy. I am wearing a Georgia hat and telling you, a Florida fan, how good of a hire this hire is. You are, you are something else. You know, you are something this else. A, this is a long. We we keep getting these same guys, Jags, Jim McElwain, Jag. Uh, what's his name? I can see his face, but he, he irritates me so much. What's old boy that doesn't know anything about offense? Um, oh, coach uh, of South Carolina, <laughs> Will Muschamp, Jag, Georgia now, <laughs> Jag. Then we got Dan Mullen, Jag. Every year we get these same bottom of the barrel guys. If we don't, we continue. Dan Mullen was coach of the year coming from Mississippi State when he coached Dak Prescott. What are you talking about? Is it him or is it Dak? It was a combination, I guess. Oh, okay. Come on, man. You Where were excited when y'all hired Dan Mullen, man. You were excited when y'all hired Dan Mullen. Oh, yeah. You want to know why I was I was thrilled that we hired Dan Mullen? Who do we have before? Must champ. 
it couldn't, it could not get any worse than Muschamp. I have never seen a human be more incompetent on one side of the ball in my entire life than Will Muschamp. I don't know if I've ever seen Will Muschamp play Madden before. I don't know if he knows anything about an offense. Fine. Fine. You know what? You're right, Norwood. Y'all going to be some shit. Y'all some shit now. Y'all going to stay some shit because y'all can't hire good coaches. Is that what you want me to say? Fine. Y'all some shit. Florida some shit. Moving really? on. Really Lincoln Riley. Who's going to tell the truth? Shame to Lincoln tell. Riley. Say. Lincoln Riley pulled the biggest shock of them all. He was rumored to Lincoln Riley, coach of Oklahoma, who at the time, before this weekend when they lost, oh, we still got to talk about the games. We ain't talk about no college games yet. Uh, at the time when they lost, before they lost to Oklahoma State, we're about to win the Big 12 again. There's no way that USC He left it. Oklahoma to go to USC. How does USC deserve a better coach than us? We got that. Not you ain't got USC. Yeah, money. Got that. They bought they bought a couple of houses. Yeah, you they ain't got crazy. USC. You ain't in Gainesville, ain't LA. Yeah, neither I mean, is Norman, yeah. and that's why Norm, he left. Norman Shorts. <laughs> but I just feel like we deserve don't that tier of quarter of coach, not whatever we do you, got. Do you? I mean, okay, okay, okay. I'm no, I'm gonna circle back to that argument you saying, dude, and get bottom of the barrel. Steve Spurrier came from Duke. Whoa, 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 Duke. Whoa, 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 not, whoa, not, whoa, not, whoa, not. Duke. You're getting, too, you're getting too big, but your britches big, dog. Back up out of there now. Duke. Okay. Nobody thought the coach from Duke was going to be who he was. He ended up being. Wait, wait, you wait, have wait, to, wait. You have we to. will talk about the real Duke coaches later. Don't forget Steve Spurrier is a Florida alum and a Heisman winner. So it's He came not from he, Duke. It doesn't matter that he came from Duke. That, that's board and bread. Duke. But anyway. Um, now talk about Cutcliffe. <laughs> Go ahead. That's the one I want to talk about. Well, well b- before we get there, before we get there, um, let's talk. Let's finish talking about Lincoln Riley at USC. A bunch of players. There's been a lot of fallout. A bunch of players have been decommitting from the class of 2023 and class of 2022 recruiting classes. They had the number three class or something like that and number two class in 23 and the number three class in 22. All of those players are decommitting, and a lot of them are following him back to California, where Oklahoma, and he has very fertile recruiting grounds and good fertile ties ties to recruiting in those areas. The second-string quarterback, who was supposed to be a Heisman Trophy candidate who got his spot took, Spencer Rattler, has entered the transfer portal. I said earlier... He ain't going with Lincoln. Lincoln, even where he at. (laughs) League has probably told him, go ahead and stay there, dog. You ain't number to back up. <laughs> never going to get it. Never going to get it. <laughs> I hope Spencer Rattler does transfer to an HBCU. There's a lot of good schools in the area, especially if he could. Could you imagine him at Prairie View's already in the SWAC championship? Could you imagine him at Pine Bluff or at Texas Southern or at Southern or at Grambling or FAM? Hampton. Hampton. Well, Ham- yeah, Hampton. Yeah, yeah, anyway. yeah, yes, we have a team. We are available. We will be more than happy to have old Spence out there. Uh, I think that it will be a good move for him. He's had a rough season. He, I do think that he's still a good enough player. I don't. I don't think he's. I don't think he's humble. I think his arrogance. I think his arrogance got him. Got him. Life will come at you fast, especially at that age in your life. You believe mm-hmm. that you are something that you're not until you are. 
the world will make you respect it. And I think that's where it is for him. I do think there's an opportunity for him to rehab himself, like all the quarter, like all the coaches who go to Alabama and fix their lives. I think that there's some teams out there who need a guy like that. I think that he can come in, be humble, and say, hey, man, things didn't go the way that I wanted to initially. This is my opportunity to show people I'm still a damn good quarterback. And I think that he does have some of those skill sets. I don't know how good he is. I, I'm starting to question a lot of these guys who come out. Um, yeah, I mean, we know he's not coming to the pros, so we know yeah. he, he's got to go transfer. Yeah. So, And then, of course, two other notes for the Lincoln Riley as the world turns in Oklahoma. Um, the assistant coaches, mainly DeMarco Murray, said that the report that they had a meeting and that he uh, told them in a meeting that he was leaving was some bullshit is that, that he really walked in there crying and said, and Dark Marco Murray said, man, cut the shit and say what you got to say. And he said, I'm going to USC. I'm doing this for my family and walked out and it was only two minutes and there was no real ass meeting. And that's how he informed the coaches. He didn't even tell them that he was talking to USC, which so, is foul. I think that, okay, so there are a few things that I've read. Also, Bob Stoops is, is rumored to be the interim head coach. Oh, he is in. confirmed. Confirmed to, to coach him for the rest of the season. Uh, number one, they said, sources say that this was a whirlwind. It basically happened on Saturday. All of it happened on Saturday. Do I believe it? No. I think this is all a cleanup job to make sure that he doesn't destroy his, his I think integrity. they knew they had him when they fired Chris Helton. Absolutely. 100%. Like in September. I think they knew they had him. Ace in the hole the whole time. And then there's two factions of the assistant coaches. So a bunch of them coaches that are going to USC with him. And I think DeMarco Murray is like, okay, so you know, you've been able to get the guys you want ready to go. And you signed this contract and negotiated this contract in the night. I was born at night, but not last night, my friend. <laughs> DeMarco's pissed. And then Which you come tells me that he's not one of the coaches that's no, going. definitely not. He's already <laughs> confirmed to be staying in OU, and he's like, "Hey, don't bring, don't bring me these crocodile tears. Don't urban mire me, dog. Just tell me the truth." Yep. So I don't know who Oklahoma's gonna get. That's another high-profile job. Bad job right now. I'm gonna tell you right now. I will stay away from that job at all costs. You are about to go into entering the SEC with a ton of pressure and expectations. They'll give it to and, a black coach. That's how oh, the division yeah. one they one schools do. They hey, give Willie Taggart. They give you, <laughs> Willie Taggart. <laughs> they give you coaches. They give black coaches the jobs that are damn near impossible to turn yeah. around. So, but it is what and, it is. And they fix it. And then as soon as they fix it, they be like, "Hey, bro, you only went seven and three. Yep, they go. They go Charlie Stronger. So, but uh, we did mm. talk about Duke. We talked about Duke and um. And 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 Steve Spurrier and Norwood wanted to get back to Duke. David Cutcliffe got fired. Head coach of Duke. It's amazing how you never actually put anybody who was good into the NFL. You scammed everybody into believing that Danny Dimes was good, even though we have. You never talking about in his, you talking about in his career? I'm or talking about Duke? yes at Duke. Okay. About to say now, he got the Manning brothers under his the belt. The Manning brothers are not his. Those that's it's Archie. That's that is Archie. The, no, I'm not DNA. gonna. Not, you can't do that. He coached the Manning brothers, both of them. Congratulations on having on being blessed. You have. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Yes. 
So do I think that Eli and Peyton would have been good being coached by damn near anybody? Yes. Do I think the Arch Manning, the, the, the second coming of Peyton, will be just fine without David Cutcliffe? I'm sure as hell he will be. This ain't got nothing to do with David Cutcliffe. He was just at the right place at the right time. Almost slipped up and said something else. I disagree. But and I if mean, you can't, if you can't cut it at Duke, where, you, where can you cut it at? Anywhere else. Duke, what do you mean? Like you're 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 taking into you're not taking to the fact that Duke doesn't really recruit the best talent because of the academic rigor that's there. You're taking to the account that they're uh, they don't have the facilities that all these other they don't spend the money on facilities that all these other schools spend money on. Well, this is the thing. There are plenty of opportunities, right? People just everybody got fired today. We're going to see what David Cutcliffe does because we, we're going to record another he's thousand, a, he's a, thousand he's episodes a, and I'm going to be on your ass every episode. Hey, a, we're, a, we're old Cutcliffe at. If he, if he decides to keep coaching, he's going to probably end up being a quarterback's coach somewhere. And I wouldn't be surprised. This is a, a long hot take. If he becomes some type of Arch is going. Wherever Arch is going, he'll be a quarterback coach, offensive analyst, consultant, at what type point, BS. At what point do you stop leaning on the Mannings DNA why your would you job. Why would you why would you do that? I mean, I wouldn't, but so then why do you expect him to? Because <laughs> he's like, good. He's good. I I would if I had that, if I was like, yeah, I put three, two brothers in the league that both won Super Bowls, I coached them and developed them, and then I did their their nephew I put into the league and helped develop him too. Archie Manning did that. That's a career. With his genes. It ain't have nothing to do with David Cutcliffe. You just riding alone, leaning on the everlasting, soaking up the set out. It's trash. And now you're going to go follow the kid. You like Brian Winhurst. And you know what? You know that's what he's going to do. You know it. Heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. With that being said, we come to the end of our football segment. It was 43 minutes. But I told you we had a lot to talk about. And now we're going to get into our basketball segment where we have not as much to talk about, but we still got a lot to talk about, man. It's been an interesting week in the NBA. A lot of bombshells dropping people out of people out of rotations, injuries, stealing, scamming people out of big contracts, and then not playing at all again. Like, so um, with that being said, man, let's get into some basketball NBA news around the league. I'm also volunteering to become the quarterback coach for Arch Manning. Uh, I will teach you <laughs> how to become a great quarterback, even though it looks like you're probably already there. Uh, if David Cutcliffe can get this opportunity, I think that I should be afforded the same one. Let me try. <laughs> And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. We just finished our football segment of episode 34 of the Around the League edition. We are now jumping into some basketball news and notes around the NBA. Got a lot to talk about, man. Uh, where to begin? Where to begin? Let's talk about let's talk about disappointments. Let's talk about disappointments. Let's talk bad, about huh? Is this our second bad sequel of the day? Second bad, yeah. Uh, getting there before we get to the second bad sequel of the getting day let's talk dude, about my man. let's talk about michael porter jr that's the bad sequel i'm talking about oh well, i have another bad sequel but then we'll get there michael porter jr 
broke back. <laughs> he don't got broke back, but he has a he he has to have surgery on his broke back. back MBJ after signing the five year two hundred and seven million dollar extension, he has not played a game, and he has to have surgery on his back now. He's out indefinitely. As I stroke my beard, I think to myself, "What guy said that was probably a really bad idea." And the reason, Both of us. And, and that, and <laughs> and those two gentlemen, they said, "Well, why would you pay this man, who's never really accomplished anything since high school?" And yet you did it anyway. Now here we are rehashing something that we potted about many times before. And Michael Porter Jr. out for the season, so I guess we'll wait till next season and see if he can get back to 100% and then maybe be pretty good because, I hate to say it, you know, his stats aren't really that eye-opening either. He, he's a pretty good basketball player, but to find out that, that Michael Porter Jr. and Trey Young are getting paid the same amount and Trey Young was Eastern Conference Player of the Year and Michael Porter Jr. is done for the year. Um <laughs> That's unfortunate, man. That sequel, that movie looks bad. Here's the sequel I was talking about. Kimba Walker been what we call him, broke leg Kimba for the last four, five years. I call, I call that one too. I call that one. I call that one. I call that one. And he signed with the Knicks and they thought that he was going. Wow, guys, ladies and gentlemen, I'm watching the Monday Night McKissie. Football game of the uh, Seahawks versus the Washington Redskins. The C the Redskins just scored with JD McKissick, McKissick, who used to play for the Falcons. And the Seahawks just blocked the extra point and ran it back for a two-point conversion. That is literally the most Washington football <laughs> team thing that the Washington football team can absolutely do. Congratulations. Oh that kid, man. You say, what the fuck? <laughs> Big boy number 94. With the neck roll. God, he had, dog. He, he blocked it, caught it, and ran it back. Wow. I wonder what type of bonus he just got in his contract. If he had a good agent, I would, I would have all that outlined. But anyway, back to – sorry, ladies and gentlemen. So, as you know, we watched live watch games. Yesterday when we recorded, we watched the Browns versus the Ravens, that atrocity uh, of the game. And now we're watching the Seahawks versus the Washington football team, which is another atrocity of a game. But if, if you wonder why we only make poor decisions and watch the worst football available, it's because this is the only thing they put on television. Yep. So back to basketball, man. Kimberley been broke for three, four years. And now uh, the Knicks have pretty much given up on him 20 games into the season of his contract as he just signed with them. And they are no longer playing him. Who said that you should not put Kimba Walker on your team because he ain't played good in a hundred years? Well, it was me. And now it's not like they benched him. He is out of the rotation. He, hey, big dog, you you at the Solomon Hill seat now. You should way down there at the end. <laughs> you there, Fred. And, and Solomon there. Hill gonna play before you because I mean, okay, we got injuries. Yep. So, but um. That but I, them those sequels never yes. good as the original. No, no, substantially worse. And you knew that this is a bad decision before you did it, but you did it anyway. Uh, I would assume Kimba is a candidate for a buyout. 
which is even more tragic because this is his hometown. This is probably the only place he's ever really wanted to play basketball his whole life. And now they're basically DJ Jazzy Jeff and you out of this thing. Um, Side note, the kicker that just got his point after the point after the block just he hurt, hurt himself. He just hurt himself kicking the ball off. <laughs> so already- Washington, Washington is just going through it. Um, but wait, speak- time out, time out. Did you see him run it and fall? Yeah, he just fell. No, uh, no, no. On the field goal that was missed, he was running and just out of there. Slid, slid on down. Yeah, but um, but um, speaking of other sequels, we about to see a third one, and unfortunately, the sequel has never been as good as the original because this player tore his Achilles, tore his quad, hurt his knee. He just couldn't stay healthy. Boogie Cousins is going to the Bucks. I don't really. Un- I mean, they need to help. They need help in the paint, but I, they could have gotten somebody. I guess they didn't want to trade anybody. So they got Boogie for a veteran's minimum. I mean, he's just a body out there at this point. I, I don't hate it because I think Lopez is kind of – he kind of in and out. Um, yeah. And Boogie, and Boogie can Boogie when he's straight. And you don't have to play him a ton of minutes. I think he – I would have loved to have taken him, but, you know, we just going to wait on Gekka Kongu out. I'm not sure that – in hindsight, Gorgie Jang or, or Boogie Cousins. And the thing is, he's not going to be asked to do a lot of things, but you also got to realize you got to have more than enough players because of COVID health and safety protocols. Yep. I mean, Joel and B was just out for like nine, 10 games along with uh, Tobias Harris and Thibault was out for a couple games too. Like there is, there is, there is more strategy going into this now because of the pandemic than ever before. Teams are getting wiped out. Especially yep. football teams. Football teams losing like six guys at a time. Cowboys. Cowboys. But, um, yeah, because we didn't talk about that. The Cowboys lost, like, their whole coaching staff, Mike McCarthy, a player, that's, that's probably five assistant coaches. They, like, <laughs> they lost all of it. So, health and COVID is running rampant through sports. But there's one team that's getting healthy in the NBA, and they are the number one team in the league. Uh. The Golden State Warriors and Steph Curry, or Steph Curry and the Pips, as I like to say, is playing out of his mind. And they, we talked about it before, they're getting healthy. Why do we say they're getting healthy? They decided that it's now time to send James Wiseman, the former number one pick, and Klay Thompson to the G League to get extended practice and game minutes, game preparation minutes before they, that means they're getting close to coming back to five on five practice. And getting acclimated into the league that's a scary thought for the rest of the league how does the number one team in the nba get more healthy and get arguably the second greatest shooter of all time and to compliment know, the greatest shooter of all time yes and, 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 <laughs> the, and the greatest shooter of all time currently shooting his ass off so yeah that is it's just unfortunate for the rest of us Steph Golden Child Dust a couple about a week ago. He's been golden childing everybody who, who Yeah, I don't feel bad about that game at all. Did you see? No. Did you see him get teed up, get mad, shoot a three, and then give the ref a tee? I was like, 
Y'all done pissed Wardell off, boy. I don't, it's like Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne been chilling in rap for a couple years. So y'all did, hey, wait, hold the music been hold over on. there. Y'all been saying some things. Y'all, he didn't caught a few straight bullets from Kanye and, and Pusha. Lil and, Wayne that came back like y'all must have forgot. Steph Curry, like, hey, 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 now. And you you know who this is really, uh, who, who asked you really on? LeBron. LeBron, yeah. you got you got all these Hall of Famers over here. I'm over here with Jordan Poole, Juan Toscano Anderson, Draymond Green that nobody likes, uh, Andrew Wiggins that nobody wants. I'm here with the Island of Misfit Toys, and we are playing great basketball. And LeBron, <laughs> you got all your banana boat boys over there, and y'all are fighting to, <laughs> fighting your damnedest to beat the Pistons. You're yeah, literally you're literally fighting the Pistons. <laughs> it's unfortunate, man. It's unfortunate. But the Warriors are out here, so they are getting healthy. They are looking good. They're, I, I mean, they play the Suns tomorrow, which is supposed to be probably going to be the game of the Ooh. first half of the year because the Suns are on a 15-game winning streak. But they're on a 15-game winning streak and still in second place because the Warriors are on like a nine-game winning streak after starting on a seven-game winning streak or something, something stupid like that. So that's going to be the game. So that'll be an interesting game. And the words still get better. We were just talking about Bron, how Bron has all his friends over there. Uh, while they were playing in Indiana, Bron had some fans kicked out, got them kicked right on out of there <laughs> because they were saying is, some reckless stuff. It is Indiana. Don't forget. I know sometimes people forget, you know, no, Indiana's still Indiana. From my understanding, they said some things that were grotesque. That's the headquarters, Why? ain't it? That's the headquarters, ain't it? It is. Yeah, yeah. I that mean, ain't. I, that would, ain't yeah. I can say that. I ain't scared to say it. That is the headquarters of the sheep people. I don't want no smoke. <laughs> I know. I know y'all travel well. Um, <laughs> fair, fair. Yeah. So with that said. The fans, and, and we've already covered this before, this doesn't give you the right to just say whatever you want to a human, disrespect them and their children. And once again, LeBron handled this like consummate gentleman that he is. I'm I'm not going to go back no. and forth with you, but you got to well, go. Well, no gentleman. Yeah, he, well, he, he, there's nothing gentlemanly about it. How he got nah, no, well, he said go get him. But I mean, okay, for a guy like me, if you would have said what they allegedly said, they allegedly yeah. said that his, they hope his son dies in a car accident. Uh, yeah, I, it made me so uncomfortable. I don't even want to, you know, say it out loud into the atmosphere. I think you have to know because of context, because of, you have to understand why a lot of people agreed with LeBron getting them kicked out. Nah, nah. Had he uh, Isaiah Stewart at that man, I'd have had no issue with that. I, I was waiting on it. Uh, I but, went, LeBron. It was LeBron. also a lady, though. It was a lady, so he couldn't hit her, and I'm pretty sure she was the one saying it. And but there's eyewitnesses saying that was sitting next to them. Like, it was both of them saying it, but she was going in. And LeBron's, oh, that's fine. I'm, ma'am, ma'am, you sit right there. Do not move. I'm gonna punch your your man in the face on your behalf. I'm not gonna hit you. You're right. I get in trouble for that. But I'm gonna knock his jaw loose. And now he now y'all gonna be in the car together. He gonna be looking at you like, man, why you let LeBron punch me in my head like that that many times? Like you said before, man, folks be forgetting that. Oh. 
these dudes are six eight humans and they are at peak physical condition and they can knock you the fuck out you can't run away you can't fight them you can't wrestle them you can't outlift them the only thing you can do is shoot them and you can't have a gun in that arena so you are at a disadvantage but you're whooped ass but for him <laughs> to handle it the way that he did respect Y'all are sick. Why y'all be doing stuff like this? It's always, once again, it's this one subset of people who don't know how to keep things in balance. Yep. Yep. And the Lakers got enough things to worry about as is. I mean, Anthony Davis is the worst shooting three-pointer in the league. Worst three-point shooter in the league. The worst. He's shooting 17%. He went up to 17%. I love that the Lakers spent all that money on Anthony Davis saying he is the biggest Robin you'll ever see in the world. And as soon as LeBron retires, well, let me tell you, you're going to have to find a new Batman. And I'm a, I would not assume that anybody, anybody wants to go save him. Yeah. I don't know who would they, I I don't want to get into that, but I don't know who they could go get. If they'd have to go get somebody, they really would have to go get somebody like, Mm, talk about sequel D'Lo, like a pick and roll type player. Nah, he's never going back to the Lakers. Well, I mean, I don't know if he. I don't know if. No, nah, he ain't. I mean, Nick Young ain't there no more, so he'll probably go. But uh, <laughs> so, uh, speaking of LeBron, JJ Redick went toe for toe with Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. saying nobody's scared of LeBron. Nobody's worried about him competitively. When we say scared of competitively, and JJ Redick was like, "Yo, what are you talking about? I played. Yeah, I played against LeBron. Like." What did, didn't he walk him down the aisle and explain to him what happened? Love that Stephen A. Smith, ESPN is positioning him differently now. Now it's it's kind of like get in there and give him the blues. And they're letting experts who are knowledgeable about the game, but also play the game, question these absurd things that he said. Stephen A. Smith has made the majority of his his television career on saying audacious things. Without really have without really being checked, Max never checking him. I, I think, and and Skip kind of is in that same vein. Uh, Skip, so, they 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 got Skip playing a role now. Yeah, instead of instead of making a point, he just plays a role. But I but Stephen A is in the same vein. I just think that Stephen A is not as good at it as Skip is. I think Skip actually Skip is actually good at it. Because he does have the ability to get under certain players' skin. A lot of players actually listen to what Skip says, and the ability to invoke emotion from them means that he's playing the character right. Stephen A. Smith is more just like, man, shut up. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, I will say, Stephen A., from what people have said about him, he encourages, and like you said, ESPN is positioning people to do that, but he encourages you, like, if you got something to say, like you could say it like you there's no holes bar here. Like if you feel like I said something dumb, just don't be disrespectful. And but his only rule is like you got to you know, you got to let me get my points in. Though. Like I and when I say points, not points like ding ding, but like my my it, my statements. Yes. That I want to make. You got to let this is still my show. Yes. So. And I, I think the ESPN, because if you watch Undisputed and you watch First Take. Undisputed is, is a back and forth. and and. I think eventually you just start watching uh, first take and you're like, well, this is kind of boring. This is, this is generic. And it's just Stephen A. Smith saying wild stuff. Yep. 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 But uh, out there in LA, man, they got a lot going on. They got a lot going on on the opposite end of the country. 
there is some trouble brewing in Brooklyn. Kyrie was the fire starter. James Harden right now doesn't really know his role. He's trying to figure out his role of scorer, playmaker, point guard, facilitator. He doesn't know really what to do. He actually was booed the last time they played by the fans after his seventh turnover. Uh, Joe Harris has needs ankle surgery and is out for like six to eight weeks. Blake Griffin has been removed from the rotation. They got a lot going on in Brooklyn, and but they still have KD. And despite all of that, they are number one in the East. <laughs> Thank you. Now that you got that out of the way, hey, Brooklyn. Where do you get off booing James Harden? Where do you really think that in your team's tenure, which is not that long, not that great, that you deserve to boo James Harden? And if you know anything about James Harden, the guy y'all were so happy to have, he comes with turnovers. That's, you're going to get buckets, you're going to get turnovers. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't know that before you signed up, then you're the fool, not him. But the man goes out there. Now, I will say he should probably be in better shape. But outside of that, he, he, he plays hard every night. He, and, and you asked him to play a completely different role than he's ever been asked to play in his entire life. He took it over and did a great job. He got brought over here by Kyrie, and Kyrie is now. We don't know where Kyrie is. And they're still number one. But pride cometh before fall. We've said that a few times. Same thing here. You guys getting too big for your britches. You're feeling yourselves. Yeah, yeah. And we'll see, man. We don't know what the what what's going to happen with the Nets. As of now, like we said, they're still number one. So it's a lot going on, man. Before before we talk about Jimmy and Enos, let's 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 go ahead and talk about <laughs> the tribute that. The Clippers gave Pat Beverly when the <laughs> Timberwolves played the Clippers. <laughs> can you edit right here where Russell Westbrook says, Pat Beverly tricked y'all, man. <laughs> <laughs> Pat Beverly tricked y'all. <laughs> the Clippers gave Pat Beverly a tribute for his service to the team and gave him a highlight, a highlight video. But the Clippers are so petty that they gave him a highlight video with no highlights. I didn't even think that was possible. What? <laughs> Well, I mean, think about the Patrick no, I mean, Beverly highlight he, he, tape. It is probably short. It, it would have been – come on, man. No, they're being petty. You could have, like, him being a dog on defense, him annoying players, talking shit to players, hitting – he did hit a, a bunch of – not a bunch. He hit a, some clutch corner threes. Like, you can find five shots, five, ten shots that he, of him fighting, shooting, whatever, bigging up his teammates and depping. Do you think me and the media department <laughs> is really going to delve into finding Patrick Beverly highlights with my Saturday afternoon? You got me crazy. That's hey, why bro. I think they're petty. They just Not gave Patrick Be- They're petty. They gave him the, the tribute that nobody wanted. For the guy who... That nobody wanted? <laughs> what? How... I think that this highlight. If Pat Beverly ever listened to Splash Cast, he's gonna fight me. Because he- <laughs> that's about all he 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 that's that's what that's his job, being a pest. But actually doing anything good on a basketball court, well, not so much. 
and yeah, if you got an issue, you ain't got an issue with us. You got an issue with the people who made the highlight tape. There was nothing but you yelling and giving people high fives. <laughs> I think that that I think that shows exactly how much they appreciate your time there. Thanks for the intangibles. Um, but getting back to getting back to Jimmy, Jimmy play. I forgot who who are they playing? Minnesota? No, they're playing somebody. Yes, it was Minnesota. It was Minnesota. It was Minnesota. Yes, yes. Jimmy was playing Minnesota, and the crowd was chanting out Rachel Nichols. <laughs> Rachel Nichols because of the rumor that Jimmy and Rachel were playing basketball in his hotel room in the middle of the night. So, <laughs> Yo, the bad part is Rachel Nichols got twins and a husband, yo. There's oh, no way. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> it's nothing. You could just go be mad at at Twitter. You'll be mad at the fans in, in the stadium. She's playing it right. She's not saying anything. What is there to say? Nothing. Exactly. I, I wasn't getting Jimmy bucketed. <laughs> that's 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 a bar. Um uh, but that was that was interesting. You let me down up... that hill alone, Reggie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 oh man. And it ended up losing that game. So uh it was a rough night for the Heat that night. Uh yeah, there's so many jokes here that we just that I'm just not gonna take. But um... <laughs> nah, nah, it's funny time you let me down the hill now. You're just like, you know what? No one hold them. <laughs> moving on, moving on, them. man. Every generation has their kind of, I don't want to say political standout, but standout uh, athlete that is outspoken for whatever reason, whatever subject it is. You have stuff that you have in the 60s. You had people that stood up against um, racial injustice and segregation against the Vietnam War. 70s you had against war. 80s you had against drugs, crack. 90s you had everything 90s you had uh individualism um individuality uh 2000s you have a lot uh you most you have people like colin kaepernick every sport is going to have those people i'm not saying that this person is colin kaepernick but what i am saying is that enos Cantor has been very outspoken about his political views and stances so much so that he can't really go back to his home country um he has now changed his name to Enos Cantor Freedom. Uh, this reminds me of Meta World Peace. So uh, if you do have a chance to go talk to, to go listen to Enos Cantor talk, he is very clear on where he stands on the political climate in the world today. And I'm, I'm on his side. Mm -hmm. Because, and I've said this a million times, Nike is pretty damn hypocritical in the way that they say that they believe for human rights and and all the rest of these right words to say. But weren't y'all the guys with sweatshops? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and people forget about that part. It's just so easy to forget and, and just be like, oh, nah. And, and they still have a lot of questionable work habits, et cetera. A lot of things that they do that still very tricky. And it's amazing how people pick and choose what they deem they respect and what they don't respect. And 
just comes with being an icon and being a civil rights icon to what LeBron does do sometimes. If you're going to be on the side of the disenfranchised, you can't work with the, the people who are, are enabling this. And Nike is notorious for doing it. And you have this massive partnership with them and you won't say anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, one thing you ain't got to worry about with Enos Cantor is he ain't going to bite his tongue. So he going he gonna, he gonna to make you. But he it. lived it. That's yeah. the other part. Everybody else, he's like, oh, yeah, let's get together. Let's let's hug and hold hands. He's like, nah, fam, I came from, I cannot go home. <laughs> they bother my family at home mm-hmm. for the yeah. things that I do. And all I'm doing is I'm on the side of freedom. Yeah. So um, hopefully. I don't know what the name signifies. I, well, I know what it signifies, but um, it is what it is. You know, Enos Cantor is going to be Enos Cantor, and there's nothing you can do about it. I like it. We, we, we need more of those. Yep, yep. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we come to the end of our basketball segment. We talked a whole lot about the NBA, a lot of people getting hurt, um, trouble in Brooklyn, L.A., still top the news, LeBron getting people kicked out. After being kicked out, after hitting people, LeBron just had an interesting week. Um, the Warriors are getting healthy. Um, you don't have anything else, man. Let's get to one of our favorite segments, man. Our last segment of episode 34, the Around the League edition, the splashes of the week. Yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with one of our favorite segments of the Around the League edition of episode 34 of the Splash Cast, our splashes of the week. We got a few topics we're going to talk about today. Some heart touched, some heartfelt, some funny. Um, first, <laughs> first one, Dick Vitale returned to uh, calling college games uh, only a couple months after announcing that he is battling cancer. Um, so that was heartfelt. He delivered a heartfelt message, teary eyed, straight from the emotions that because he thought he never would be back in the booth again. Um, if you haven't had a chance, go back and watch it on YouTube. It's pretty, it's pretty touching. It's so tough to have Dickie V have cancer, Jimmy Valvano, who is his one of his best friends. Exactly. That that's tough, man. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully Dickie V will be able to pull through and still, you know, still live out his life uh, ready, willing, and able. Because the one thing about Dickie V in, in his age was that he still had the energy. He still had to go get it. He was shooting Geico commercials. Yeah. I mean, he's he was still out there. So um, um, shout out to Dickie V, man. Get healthy. We're praying for you. Prayers Absolutely. up. T's and P's. T's Absolutely. and P's. T's and P's. Uh, now let's get a little serious. The next, the next topic we're talking about is Tony Humphreys, who is a standout multi-sport athlete in New York, um, transferred from his school to a public school. His school is a charter school in New York, I believe in Long Island, right? 
And he transferred to the public school because an official, the assistant athletic director at the school said, Tony Humphreys um, can run so fast because he's running from police. I don't know. I'm always amazed at the stupidity and audacity of racist people. Like, how do you say that to a black team in today's climate and not and think that it's okay? How do you think that's okay? How do you say that to another human? Not only a human, a child. It blows my mind. And once again, we have to go back to this certain subset of people who don't know how to shut the fuck up. If you don't have any nice, if you don't have anything nice to say, then don't say anything at all. And why would you talk to a child like this? This dude's in high school. Yeah. Junior. He's only 16 years old. 17. Sorry, 17 and, years old. And the bad part about it is he said he's been dealing with it since he got there, ninth grade. Which means this is and this is getting into mental health and especially mental health among black men. And black people, how much do you think he heard before that this was the breaking point? Because nine times out of ten, the breaking point is never, never the worst thing that you hear. No, you just get fed up. You get to a point where I don't have to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that he took his talent and his self-respect and got the fuck on. And you know how I feel about charter schools versus public schools. And you know how I feel about white charter schools versus black public schools when you're coming and you're cherry picking the best talent from the black public schools and then you're broadcasting that our public school is better than the blacks oh you're not you're not you're not so this this has many layers to it shout out to tony humphreys and his family he told his mother and his mother and father made the decision immediately there was no conference there was no going to hear what is there to talk about Uh -uh. (laughs) get out of here get out of here but i look at this differently this is a success story mm -hmm. this is good Instead of enduring that, which a lot, some of us have. Sometimes you don't even have a situation where you can go anywhere else. He took himself and his talents and got on. And I hope, I, I wish that team nothing but pain and struggle. I hope you go on zero in a million. Hope you never win another game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, moving on, moving on. And now we get to the funny. Two things. Uh uh we said we were going to talk about the volleyball player first because it's, it's going to lead into uh casanova aka old james bond aka zim big zim so for y'all don't know that didn't hear there is a coach i mean not a coach there is a volleyball player robert casaniga <laughs> robert casaniga who found out that he was catfished by a woman for so 13 15, years. 15 years. 15 years. 700 euros. 15 worth of debt. Years. 700 what? 700 euro. 700,000? Yes, excuse me, seven hundred. Right, seven hundred. <laughs> I was like seven hundred. Yes. That's like you know, a little thousand dollars. 
Not no Lucum version now. I got to check it in the sale, you know, metric. Hey, you know, if it's standard, I know it. But yeah, $700,000 worth of debt after falsely believing he was dating a Brazilian supermodel for over 15 years. Uh, <laughs> now, I'm about to be a little toxic, but it is what it is. If you're dating a Brazilian supermodel, you ain't going to try to in-person that at all? You ain't even getting the fruits of your labels. Well, I'm married, so I, I'm married, so I'm gonna leave it at that. But he believed that he was that she was in the ICU being prepped for a cardiac uh, car, cardiac operation. The messed up part is is his homeboy set him up. He was the guy who set him up with this chick that never existed. The girl, the woman whose picture it is, knew nothing of the man. It was another lady. I think she was Scandinavian. Ah, clickbait, clickbait, clickbait. Oh, yeah. It's movie clickbait. Exactly. And now, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me 15 years, I'm a dumbass. Um, you never FaceTimed a woman. We never was in the same place. Even if I, because apparently there's this long story of all of her sicknesses and all of that, but I can't be nowhere near you. I can't even. No, nah, how are you man. a supermodel and you're you're sick all the time? Super hurt. <laughs> so let me let me ask you this question. Norwood, you've heard about? No, okay, now you know. <laughs> Go ahead, ask it, Reggie. Go ahead, ask the question. You. You've 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 heard about different cuisine in different areas of the of the world. You've heard about how <laughs> Jamaica has some of the best seafood. Yeah. Uh, Swiss has some of the best chocolate. Uh, uh, Asians have Michelin five star restaurants. If you had a coupon or a voucher to go to Brazil and try some of the things that they're known about for 15 years and you never would use it? You would never use that voucher? You Honestly. never would try the Brazilian cuisine that's allegedly there for the taking? Well, for number one, 15 years? Brazil, Brazil is known for this. You know what? Nope, I almost walked myself into something. That's <laughs> tragic. I, boy, you know how you were like teetering on the edge of what have you said? <laughs> I got right there. And then something told me, I, 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 back. Mm -mm. So the more that I, I talk and think about this situation, I think he was complicit and I think it was good for him. I think he just, I don't want to know. Just, he should have continued to live a lie. That's exactly what was in my head. He don't want to know. Don't tell me. Just like, that's, ex that's exactly what should have happened. Whatever this relationship was, he was happy. He was complicit. He was a part of it for 15 years. Just, all right, all right. You want to deep dive into us? He really just wanted somebody to listen. Exactly. That's all he wanted. Why, she probably why? the best. She's probably the best listener he ever had. Exactly. He probably returned his text real fast. And as long as you got that bag, and in all honesty, it looks like a very good relationship. Just eventually, you find out that you got Manti-Teo, and that comes with life. But, I mean, you might as well reach back out and hey, keep texting me, bro. 
we we together now. <laughs> you might be a whole different woman than I thought, but clearly I like you. <laughs> well, I told you for 15 years, bro, I'm in love. You, yeah. Bro, just go ahead. Come on back. Come on. I mean, you're a piece of trash and I'm a fool. We belong together. Yep. And then on the opposite side of getting catfished, there is OG, triple OG, Mike Zimmer, coach, head coach of the uh, Minnesota Vikings, who RIP, we must say, RIP T's and P's to the family of his late wife. Um, she passed away. He grieved for a while, and now he didn't got him a little young thing on his arm. Well, I'm going to tell you this, and then I'm going to ask you as a married man. Hey, bruh. If if we marry and we've been together for 20, 30 years, and I go and sit up a room, hey, don't you go back and get Michael B. Jordan. Fuck out of here playing with me. <laughs> you better not. You better get somebody your age, and y'all better sit there and go to church together and play bingo. Don't go back to the well on me. Uh-uh. Why? Why, why mm -mm. would you say that? I don't want no, no. Mm -mm. Maybe I'm selfish. No, yeah, no, you no. are. Yeah, I'm fine <laughs> with that. You'll be selfish from the grave. Exactly. No, I'll pull up anywhere then. You can't stop me nowhere. And I'm not Casper, so I'm not going to be the friendly ghost. I'm knocking shit over in the house. I'm unplugging shit. No, y'all not finna be. No, you're not finna go get, you know, a young man and, and be happy without me. You got me messed up. No, not a chance. I would just say I don't agree. If I go first, hopefully... I ain't going to say hopefully you nothing, but if I go first, <laughs> you know, you uh, hopefully what? Uh, if I go first, I'm not going to limit. I want her. I just want her to be happy. It, 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 if, if being happy is getting you a 30 year old dude. Hey, uh, 60, no, it ain't. No, it ain't. And if I got kids, y'all better jump in. <laughs> okay. Uh, but Zim got him a little young thing. How old is his? How how much older is he? He's like twenty years older than her. I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. He like sixty five. She like forty. And and come on, man. That that it's not like he's fifty and she's twenty nine or twenty one. You know, this sixty and sixty five and forty. I mean, it is what it, it is. It's the supermodel part for me. That's it's a hell of a real. It's a hell of a real. Oh, you know, I I could not be on this team because I'm cracking jokes every day. Shit, me. Hey, coach, right coach, back at you. Hey, coach, you got him, don't you, big dog? Yeah, you, know, you see me? Hey, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say. You don't. <laughs> I teach you something. I teach you something, young guy. Young guy. Oh man, that kudos. I mean, yeah, Zimmer, you hey, you you did it. You did you did it. You did it. Cat Katarina Elizabeth. I mean, it, yeah. hey, hey, you living right. Hey, what do black folks say? You you living right. You living right. That is because you know he went from like two like scary eye surgeries. Yeah, he was almost up out of here. Yeah, and then he was like, Well, hey, I'm living on borrowed time now. I'm <laughs> You making the case for this being a good decision, brother? <laughs> I mean, I, no, 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 no. Great decision. I'm just gonna be mad. But hey, if you can do it, then yeah, do it. Yeah, but I'm so. I'm coming back from the grave. Wherever I'm at, <laughs> I'm where you at. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, we're this is that's a funny note to end this episode on. Uh, coming to the end of episode 34, the Around the League edition, uh, where we talked about. 
news around the NFL and college football, a whole lot of shakeup and movement. Uh, basketball, there's a lot of uh, a lot of injuries going on. And then we also talked about uh, HBCU football. Be sure, be sure, be sure to support your local HBCU and or HBCU football athletics and watch the SWAC championship this weekend. I know you're going to watch the SEC. You're going to watch the ACC. You're going to watch Big Ten, Big 12, Pac-12. Go ahead and watch the SWAC championship as well. Uh, with that being said, if we didn't forget anything else, Norwood, take us out. Number one. Once again, a RIP to Lee Elder and Virgil. Thoughts and prayers to their families, their supporters, their loved ones, all of those. Uh, more Black baseball, more Black head coaches in football and basketball, more Black cowboys and cowgirls. Hey, Atlanta Braves, I know you listen to the podcast. I've already confirmed that. Now what you guys need to do is pay Freddie Feedman what he is owed. Everybody else getting these bags. All you're doing is let the price go up and up and up. Pay that man. Pay that man. Pay and that man. Pay him right now. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Pay the man. Outside of that, you could have been anywhere else in the world. You came and kicked it with me and Reggie as we've gone through the, the gamut today. Literally everything that has happened in the last 24 hours I don't, I don't know if there's ever been this much motion in sports while we've been podcasting. It has yep. been a roller coaster. Um, I don't know how me and Reggie podcast and work, but somehow we do it. Uh, we really appreciate you guys' support. Thank you for supporting um, episode one, the Atlanta episode already out. This also means by the time that you hear this, that you've heard the Splashcast 12 pack. And then also, this is our episode on Thursday. We're working on getting y'all uh, the Splashcast Saturdays where y'all can interact with us. Everybody wants to be on the pod, and we want to have an opportunity. So keep on the lookout for that here on Saturdays. Reg, what you got for us? Man, look, man, remember to like, subscribe, rate, and review us on all of your DSPs, Spotify, Apple, and we're probably about to be on Title II, uh, as well as uh, watch us to subscribe on YouTube. Make sure you go and hit the bell on YouTube so you can get the notification. I know a lot of people don't like notifications, but this is a good one so that you can know that when we drop uh, the next video and the next podcast episode that you get it right to your phone on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Music. Y'all go ahead and subscribe and get your notifications. Um, with that being said, man, take us out. And hey, we love y'all. And of course, you know what time it is now. Hang out. Hang out. Peace. Adios, mi amigos. Peace. Y'all be safe.
possess It's the omen, I keep it 300 Like the Romans, 300 bitches Where the Trojans, baby, we living In the moment, I've been a menace For the longest, but I ain't finished I'm devoted, and you know it, and you know it